We're as ready as it's going to be, so I'm just going to hit the theme music. I'm not going to be able to hear anything. No. Oh, my God. Yo, 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 it's the Pot Smoking Moms Podcast, and I am your host, Sunny D, along with my homegirl, Captain J. Hola. We're staying home this time. We're doing things a little bit differently. Um, you know, there's COVID in the air, and, <laughs> and so, um, you know, I've come into contact with a few people recently. And, um, actually, my husband, just his test results came back negative, so... He's good there. Awesome. But you know. Um, but uh, yes, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate you so much. We know you have lots of podcasts to choose from. We appreciate you picking Pot Smoking Moms. If you like us, if you enjoy us, hey, why don't you rate us or subscribe or share? That's kind of stuff gets us into more people's ears. At least we think it does. Or we hope it does. Um, other than that, be friends with us on all of our social medias. If you go to potsmokingmoms.com, you will find everything there. That's our website. So thanks for that. Go check us out there. Um, today, so if you guys got something to smoke, we encourage you to smoke with us. What do you got today, Captain J? I picked up a little bit of Crippy. It's called Crippy. Uh, by Sunshine Cannabis. Oh, I've actually. heard of it. Is it is it good? Is it like yeah, creepy? I'm liking it. I'm liking it. It's good. Coming in at a little over twenty two percent. It's nice. Nice. I like the name. <laughs> it takes me back. <laughs> I know. Creepy is uh, how we used to call a good shit back in the day. That's in what, the nineties. In the nineties, because we didn't know, so we didn't have strains. We weren't all fancy like this. We would just get good whatever the guy got. Creepy. Yeah, it's called creepy. <laughs> it was a good shit. It was a creepy. Ah, so I had. Uh, somebody hooked us up with some products. Uh, Cudbud420, I believe, is her her Instagram handle. So, uh, Calypso Citrus Pomegranate. This says it's 500 milligrams. Cannabis Emulsion Shooter. I'm doing things differently. I'm not going to smoke it. I'm going to drink it. It says 500 milligrams. So, that, like, scares me. That's a lot. It, uh, but Are I, you drinking the whole thing or, like, half? I'm drinking the whole thing. I don't <gasps> think there's 500 milligrams in here. That sounds like a lot to be in that little bottle. Yeah, I honestly don't think that's 500 milligrams. Are you kidding me? I don't know. A lot of these things are like kind of ridiculous. Well, we'll see if it's 500 milligrams. Here we go, guys. Cheers. Cheers. That's little. That tastes pretty terrible, but that's... It's literally a shot. It's so small. Tastes like grape. Tastes like there's weed in it. But I think I'm also going to... Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. 500 milligrams. Cannabis emulsion. THC shooter. Well, I'm out of loose lab filters, man. You're out? They they said they delivered they it today. They still haven't arrived. They said it delivered it today. Today? Yeah. I haven't seen it. I have to go check in the front. It might have been hard for them to deliver because I had all those trucks in front of my house. Oh, well. They sent I mean, I got email. some Amazon packages. We also ordered some moose labs for... I don't know. We we should do a giveaway soon. We haven't done one in a while. I know. We've been saying we're going to do one. And we haven't. I know because I'm fucking, oh, Jesus, I'm lazy. And I don't know. Things have been a little weird 
around the internet lately. <laughs> so I haven't been too interested in doing much of anything. But I, I got a bunch of Moose Labs um, filters to, you know, give away and stuff. So stay tuned for giveaway, guys. We don't know what it is when it's happening, but <laughs> it's coming. Eventually. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe um, when we're on break. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Let's we could do all the stuff we want to do on break. We there. only have one more episode after this one. One more episode. On nice. Um, we have a really good interview coming up today. We have Miss Crystal. She's been buddies of ours since the get. She's <laughs> been friends with us since day one, since we started thinking about the podcast. So uh, please stick around to listen to Miss Crystal. We talk about makeup. We talk about Hi Curious. She's uh, on that app. Hi Curious. She's one of the founders, right? Yeah. So she will be talking to her a little bit later. Co-creator, right? Mm -hmm. And if you and if you catch happen to catch us on Wednesdays at nine p.m. Eastern time, we are live on Instagram. So you definitely want to tune in to our beautiful faces. On Instagram, joking p.m. Eastern while we're smoking, we be joking while we smoking. <laughs> so, um, anything? What's going on with you? Anything? Uh, oh, your pool! I saw you got your pool. You starting to get your pool? They started. Yeah, they started today. They started digging today. It was successful. No dead bodies were were brought oh up. Oh my or god! Anything. So, you know, you think it's funny when we did our our Patreon Zoom sesh. Uh, I made a joke about them finding a body and you guys were all like looking at me like I'm crazy and morbid. But my dad came over today and he, me and him were sitting there watching through the window as they're digging. And he's like, now would be a good time to get rid of a body. <laughs> dad. I was like, oh, you see? Yeah, for real. <laughs> too much true crime. I watch too much true crime. That's the problem. But uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy. I have a big ass pool in my backyard, so... Hopefully things keep going and I'm celebrating in a pool within a few months. I'm trying to hope that maybe before my by my husband's birthday there'll be a pool done, which is when? in December. December? Yeah, because they said anymore between four to five months. I mean I would add an additional just in case. Just to, yeah, don't expect them to be October, done. November, December. Just, I'm trying to be like confident that I'm yeah, obviously optimistic, if it doesn't come but, by then, right. I'm not going to be all pissed because they said four to five. But you know, it'd be nice. Yeah, in December for sure. But you know what? If you don't have it by then, when we get it, it'll be great. I I, I know it'll be fantastic. <laughs> we actually got to spend some time at my sister's pool yesterday. Yeah. Because nice. uh, my brother's in town, the wreck of my brother. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's been like, everybody's been super tense. It's so funny. I must I must be, like, perfectly medicated this week where I'm just, like, medicated enough to just kind of let everything, uh, you know, roll. <laughs> like, just be like, okay. I just, I'm also not involving myself as much. Uh, my, my brother's, like, terrible. He's pretty, he's pretty bad. He's got unresolved childhood trauma and he and he's an alcoholic. I mean, don't we all? Yeah, but he's got but he's an alcoholic. And so that's like, I don't know. It's yeah. And and he had snuck some some booze in. And he was wasted and in front of the kid, in front of his kid. I mean, it's like snuck booze in, snuck booze in where? 
like around the family. Like he was drinking. He was fucking wasted around the family, which oh. I, don't, I don't know what compels someone to do that. And I know he smokes weed, but like I like I told you, I don't think he smokes enough weed. I don't know why. I don't know what is so attractive about alcohol, especially like when when you're older. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I drink alcohol and now and I just do not feel good. I go straight to hangover. I don't even I don't even get buzzed anymore. But whatever that's and I, and I had seen this thing that was so crazy. It was like people who are like screaming out for attention is because they have childhood trauma like that is unresolved. Like they're searching for they're seeking for attention anywhere they could get it because they're they're lacking something from when they were. You know, when they grow up and I don't really know what his deal is, but. Almost everybody's issues stems from childhood traumas. He's kind of a meathead too. Yeah, but I wouldn't you think that you would want to like not traumatize your children if and the thing is is we I don't know where the trauma came in. And we we've talked about in the past like but you what's can, your age difference? Uh he's 8 years older than me. We're 8 years apart. Okay. And my sister's 12 years older than me. So how old was he when you were born? Eight. Oh, obviously. Eight. <laughs> but like, so by the time that you were older, he was already almost out of the house. Yeah, and he was fucking up already. He was he was screwing around. Um, yeah, I really don't know where it came in. I I don't discredit the fact that that he has trauma from when we were younger. We had a a fairly decent upbringing. There was nothing traumatic about our childhood. But you know, uh, like we talked with Pothead Mom. Um, like when we first started the show, you can be siblings living in the same household and have completely different childhoods and have traumatic things happen exactly. to you. So like you don't know if anything ever happened in his personal life outside the home. That right. Very traumatizing. And you don't know how he internalized when you, when you guys lost your father, how, right. how that affected him. It may have affected oh, I think him he was already. Yeah, I think he was already fucked up by then. But that kind of added a little fuel to the. To the fire and I mean just I don't know there he was a sports guy and I'm sure he got a lot of pressure and he was stressed out a little bit by like you know whatever they were yeah but you know either way um it does suck and we've all been very anxious this whole week about him being here we've wanted to see his kids you know our my nephew and my niece but like like we don't want to have to deal with him <laughs> like just leave Aww. the kids and go away like you just. So, whatever. It is what it is. We got a couple. There's a couple good movies we saw this weekend. I know you put Vivo here. That was really cute. I loved it. I really, really loved it. I literally cried. I loved it so much. Like, I wasn't bawling, but I got all teary-eyed and, like, sentimental about it. I just, like... Cause you saw your you saw your people you saw our people where, everything <laughs> where, where where our peoples are from and then where we live where like where we live yeah yeah it was really Florida, cute Miami I enjoy the music too I think the music is great the music the music was great yeah that's it the new good. favorite in the house that's that shit's gonna be playing here once a day at least for the next two weeks well at least that's a good thing to have it it, it really is like. It was exciting to see Cuban representation. Like I didn't, I liked Coco, you know, just because it was, you know, Latin, but this is even better because it really hits home. Yeah. It's, literally. <laughs> yeah, it really does. And it's, it, it representation. Like my heart just like, like 
I don't know, fluttered and like grew three times larger at the be- even at the beginning. My favorite part was when the Cuban guy uh, tries to give him a letter. And he almost gets hit by the other car, and they, the and they two fight, guys, but then they, guys be start they going make back friends. And forth. Like I was like, oh, yes. it's funny because they they <laughs> argue and they become friends in the same altercation, like the same moment. The same moment. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty cute. I recommend anybody who is interested in Cuban Cuban culture, or even if you're Cuban. I mean, representation really, really does matter, and um, you know, because you feel connected to something, so. Vivo is really nice. I want to check out. Did you see Val Kilmer's documentary? Yes, that's why I put it on here. Val, you watched you have it. To see it. Yes, we were we were dying to watch it. Ro- My husband Robert was really really interested in it. We I saw didn't the trailer. Know that he had throat cancer. I didn't either. And that he has he has to cover a hole in his throat to speak. Yeah. And his voice is destroyed. Yeah. And it's so he, apparently his son like heartbreaking, but inspiring because it's it, despite that he's still like just happy to be living, you know, and yeah. having the life that he did have. And he apparently documented a lot of his life. He always had a video camera with him. Yeah. And it was just really cool. I really enjoyed watching it. And I had no idea that he married the late the actress from Willow. Oh, I didn't know either. So the first, when you tell me Val Kilmer, that's the first thing I think Willow. of is Willow. Yeah, that's I think my of, first thing. I think of real genius. Real genius? Yeah. yeah. He talks about being Batman and how horrible that was. Horrible? <laughs> yeah, because he says the, the the suit was so restricting that he couldn't really act and interact. Yeah. He couldn't hear anything. Like, it was really awful. And that's why he turned down the second one. He wanted to do other things. And then it's just so sad. Like he was doing that. Uh, you'll see, you'll see, you'll watch. It, yeah. But, uh, he's doing, he does this like tour that I didn't even know he was doing where he would dress up as uh, Mark Twain. He would put like, like the makeup mm-hmm. and everything so that he looked like Mark Twain and he would do like a, a play where it's him telling jokes. Cause apparently Mark Twain was a comedian, a stand up comedian. Also. Really? Yeah, and he does a bunch of like Mark Twain jokes and stuff, and like does like Mark Twain history and stuff like that. And I thought that was cool. And while he was touring and doing that, because he was trying to raise a, a money to do an actual movie or about it or a play or something, he found out he had his throat cancer. Oh yeah, yeah. Check it out; it's really good. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely Anybody check it out. Anybody's a Val Kimmer fan, check it out. I, you know what documentary I watched last night? I watched two movies last night. I'm so surprised that that happened. But <laughs> I watched The Social Dilemma. It's a documentary about, you know. I've heard it. You've heard about it. it. Go. So it's a lot of it's a lot of people who work in the back and the and behind the scenes from but like big people, CEOs, um, all kinds of people, VPs from Pinterest and social media, Facebook, everybody, all the big, big, big people. And they're basically talking about how it was not intended to be that way. But the way that the Internet works now and the way that they're marketing to you, it's like you're the you're the product that they're that they're selling. So it's really interesting because it's pretty much warning people. I mean, look, I've talked about the dangers of how social media messes with your mental health and how I've had to kind of step away from TikTok a little bit and to try not to let that bother me and numbers and stuff and social media just because like you 
really well, what's what is your aim right like your goals are like ma- making a lot more followers getting people to listen to you and then that can really fuck with your mental health so they talk about that they talk about how the web the internet's been designed to to do that um and just don't well, they also talk about how the algorithm is like the algorithms have been so uh like have learned so much about so people well yeah. that they can pretty much predict what people are gonna do and shit yeah. like that yeah that's crazy yeah and then and then the way that um social media is made is kind of like um it hits your reward centers in your brain so it's kind of like like a slot machine in vegas where you're kind of always trying to see what you gambling yeah yeah that's just like tiktok you're, you're trying to see if you're gonna hit it big or you're gonna have a viral video or not right Right. So it gets it gets to a place and that, you know, you got to check yourself. So um, it's interesting. It's really interesting. It kind of makes you, you know, realize that you got to kind of separate yourself a little bit from it because it could be very, very life changing. I mean, it just even even the way it's all set up, it's kind of like they get you to do things. So, I mean, it's nothing new or at least nothing that should be new to everybody, but definitely um a good documentary to check out to be aware of, especially when your children are starting to go on the internet. Cause that can be really scary. Yeah. It's been on Netflix for a while. I always see it when I'm looking for something and I'm like, I'm going to watch it. eventually. It's good. It's good. good. What uh, was the other movie? The other movie I saw was, uh, let me pull, hold on. Let me pull up. It was a Mark Marin movie. You know, Mark Marin. I don't know. Names. He's a he's a comedian. He's in Glow. He's a guy in, in Glow. Oh yeah, I love him. He's funny. He's super the funny. Guy, the guy, the, the millionaire that's like funding it, right? That fun, that funds. No, whole... not the millionaire. The guy, the guy who's coaching them, the main guy. He's not a millionaire. Oh, the guy that he hires to coach them. Yeah, the guy that's coaching the girls. Him, yeah. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, it was it was it's it was pretty good. What is it called? I don't see it here anywhere. Spencer Confidential? No, that's not what it's called. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm just making sure I had the right person in my head. <laughs> no, I'm trying to pull up what the description is. Anyways, yeah, he's good too. It's really funny because he works at a pawn shop, and then these two girls, um, they're they're like the together. I'm trying to look for it. I don't know why it doesn't oh, say know, it on his. Sword of Trust. That's the name of it. Sword, Sword of, of trust. trust. So Cynthia and Mary show up to collect Cynthia's inheritance from her deceased grandfather, but the only item she receives is an antique sword that was believed by her grandfather to be proof that the South won the Civil War. <laughs> it's really crazy. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> it's really funny. Um, the girl from Workaholics is in it. It's it it was good. Oh, the super fan? Yeah, the the blonde girl. Oh, she's the one that's like a voice in cartoons all the time. Yeah, she's in a ton of stuff now. What's her face? Uh Jillian Bell. Yeah. But uh, it's it's fun. I mean, it's a little cynical. It's kind of a little dark and stuff, but it was I thought it was very entertaining. Um so yeah, some movies, some uh movies for you guys to check out uh streaming. In the yeah, meantime, I also saw the world's a little blurry. The world's a little which blurry, which is a documentary about Billie Eilish and her like 
like rise to superstardom. Oh, okay. You know? and, yeah. like, and, and her her and her brother writing um that 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 album that had Bad Guy on it. Mm-hmm. Um, where where do we go when we're sleeping or something like that? Mm-hmm. I don't remember the title of the album, but yeah. it was really good. I think they recorded that good. in like their house, no? Yeah, she recorded that album in her brother's bedroom and mastered it in like their living room. <laughs> like Yeah. They live, they did everything at home themselves, which is pretty remarkable. And they would write a lot of stuff while on tour also when they were touring the, their, the first album. And it was just a really inspiring story. She's a really um, beautiful and talented girl, but she had a lot of uh, depression and stuff, which is what inspired a lot of her music, which is why a lot of it's very dark, but it, it's good. I'm like, how is this? teenagers so tortured <laughs> so it, it was really good i enjoyed it and then the other thing that i really enjoyed that was on hulu is mccartney 321 which is <clears throat> just paul mccartney with i think the producer is rick rubin is the oh yeah he did the bc boys stuff too yeah mm-hmm. they just go through a bunch of his music and they listen to it in the studio and rick rubin like points out different things in the songs and he reminisces about how they wrote that how they came up with that and talks a lot about his experience with the Beatles and stuff like that and it was just so awesome to watch and just hearing how they came up with a lot of their music and what inspired them and the things that they did together and stuff it was really cool I enjoyed that nice yeah his his last album's pretty good we got the record Last McCartney album. I'm gonna have to listen to it. I haven't listened to it yet. It's pretty good. There's a good uh Beck song. Oh yeah? It does a good song with Beck on there. Hey guys, you know what time it is. <laughs> the news about weed. News nugs. All right. So senators vote to expand medical marijuana access for military veterans in key committee. A powerful Senate committee on August 4th approved an amendment that meant that's meant to promote military veterans access to medical marijuana by allowing doctors at the U.S. Department of Veteran Affairs to issue cannabis recommendations in legal states. Yay. Do the thing. Hold on, hold on, hold on. (laughs) (laughs) The measure passed in the Senate Appropriations Committee on a voice vote. It would further prohibit VA from interfering with or denying services to veterans who participate in state legal medical cannabis program. Here's the text of the amendment, which is now part of a bill to fund the VA for fiscal year 2022. None of the funds appropriated or otherwise made available to the Department of Veterans Affairs in this act may be used in a manner that would, one, interfere with the ability of a veteran to participate in a medical marijuana program approved by the state, by a state, to deny any services from department uh, to a veteran who is participating in such a program, or three, limit to interfere with the ability of a health care provider of the department to make appropriate recommendations, fill out forms, or take steps to comply with such a program awesome 
So the House on several occasions have approved legislation to allow VA doctors to issue medical marijuana recommendations to their patients, but it has never been enacted into law. Some lawmakers have expressed concern that even if the VA funding provision were added, government physicians could still be penalized by the Justice Department if they filled out cannabis forms while the substance remains federally prohibited. Oh, here we go again. Multiple pieces of veterans and marijuana-specific legislation have been introduced this Congress. Representatives Connor Lamb and Peter Meyer filed a bill titled the Fully Informed Veteran Act in May that would simply allow VA doctors to provide basic information and resources about state legal cannabis programs to veterans. A pair of Republican lawmakers introduced a congressional bill in April that's meant to promote research into the medical potential of marijuana for veterans. That was filed one day after a bipartisan Senate bill was introduced, and on the same day that House members filed companion legislation to require VA to conduct clinical trials into marijuana for the treatment of PTSD and chronic pain. Last year, the House of Veteran Affairs Committee approved a prior version of that bill, as well as a separate proposal to allow VA doctors to issue medical cannabis recommendations to their patients in states where it's legal. Also in April, bipartisan coalition of congressional lawmakers reintroduced legislation that would federally legalize medical marijuana for military veterans. So they're trying to do a lot of stuff for them, apparently. A large-scale spending bill that has passed the House net last week includes report language that says federal health agencies should pursue research into the therapeutic potential of psychedelics for military veterans suffering from a host of mental health conditions. It also acknowledges that VA has clarified that veterans are eligible for home loan benefits even if they work in a state legal marijuana industry. However, if it expresses disappointment that VA hasn't taken further action to communicate this policy to lenders and borrowers, and directs the department to improve its communication and report back to Congress on its progress within 180 days of the enactment of the legislation. That's crazy. So they have this they they have this saying that they can now qualify for VA if they work for the marijuana industry, but nothing's been enacted to actually do it. That's. Uh, Representative Catherine Clark and and other lawmakers have pressed VA on difficulties some veterans have faced in securing the benefit, with at least one constituent telling Clark that they were denied a home loan because of their work in the state legal cannabis market. That prompted the congresswoman to circulate a sign-on letter and introduced an amendment to resolve the problem. Clark's amendment to address the problem was approved by the House as part of a previous defense spending bill. Though leaders in the chamber agreed to scrap it after Senate didn't include it in its version of the legislation. The report also notes progress that VA has made when it comes to marijuana research. However, advocates have been critical of the agency in this respect. For example, VA offered written testimony recently opposing the bill expands clinical trials into the therapeutic potential of cannabis for military veterans with PTSD and chronic pain. Am I there? You... I said the. Of course, they're doing make. They're making great progress if they're opposing clinical trials. That sounds great. It's like contradictory everywhere. Like, oh, we're doing this, but we're not enforcing it, or we're going to put it into the law, but 
still federal, you know. Might be I think everybody's issue. too really nervous also into like trying to make anything concrete. Yeah, right? I know. But if anybody can benefit, I mean, everybody could benefit from cannabis, but especially our veterans. Yeah. And the, the fact that, that one of their biggest benefits that they can get is a VA loan to purchase a home. And if they work at a marijuana industry, they can't even use that benefit and they fix that problem. And they're not even like, they didn't even inform lenders of this. You know, I work mortgage companies, so I understand this VA loan stuff and that's messed up. Yeah, that's, that's jacked up. <clears throat> well, hopefully they, uh, this, this committee thing that got added to this funding actually goes through and some shit happens for the vets. So this part, I just wanted to give little state news nugs that I saw in the Marijuana Moment newsletter. Oh, just nice. Little quick little nugs for each state. Ohio's Attorney General rejected the ballot ballot summary for a proposed marijuana legalization initiative. An Arizona judge dismissed the petition to expunge a marijuana record because it could not be proven that the weight of the cannabis involved was low enough for it to be eligible. A Pennsylvania court ruled that workers who are fired for medical cannabis use have a right to sue. Yeah, that's a good one. Oregon (laughs) regulators are being sued by a hemp grower for alleged failure to issue registrations. I don't Mm -hmm. have a middle range noise. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) We should get to Yeah, I got to get a confused one. What was that home improvement? Yeah. So the Eastern Band of Cherokee Indians Tribal Council approved rules for legal medical cannabis on the Koala Boundary located in North Carolina. (laughs) Illinois regulators held a lottery for marijuana social equity business licenses. Washington state regulators sent an enforcement bulletin on the conversion of CBD to Delta 9 THC. Ooh, sounds like they're what? Cutting. Delta nine. Oh, Did that's they need Delta eight. Yeah, what the hell is that? That's I was trying that to read was that a one. Typo, again. I think. Uh, yeah, no. Washington State regulators sent enforcement bulletin on the conversion of CBD to Delta eight. Yes, because that's okay. Yeah, it has yeah, to they're be Delta cracking 8. down. I copied directly from their thing, so that must. They have been probably. A typo yeah, there. they might have beefed that one. But yeah, they're cracking down on the Delta A shit, especially if it's yeah. if you're in a an illegal state. Yeah, they're cracking down on the Delta A. But Washington is legal, right? That's why I'm saying in the legal oh, states. Illegal. I thought you said illegal. No, in the legal states, they're cracking down on Delta A because it's like we're already like they're not making their money. Yeah, but also they're already regulating the Delta Nine stuff. They're like trying. They're yeah. like you know they're working on that stuff. They don't need some other punk trying to try i'm saying they don't want it influ- getting in on their money yeah <laughs> in michigan uh regulators published a list of approved active ingredients for marijuana growers interesting new mexico regulators will hold a public hearing on draft on a draft marijuana rules on friday all right cool okay. so we'll stay tuned for that in new mexico and alabama uh as medical cannabis commission will hold its first meeting on thursday Yay! All right, Alabama. So Alabama 
we're cheering. The South is getting in on the weed. We're cheering you on, Alabama. <laughs> you guys need the weed. You need the weed. <laughs> you need the weed. And we need, we need some uh, Miami news. follow-up this is actually a yeah kind of like a follow-up uh we talked a few months back i think maybe in april or something about like this potential catastrophic event that could happen where like millions of gallons of toxic water could spill into neighborhoods yeah um over on the east coast of florida by piney point piney point is this uh reservoir that has all this toxic water we'll read about it in the story but um, apparently the Florida is going to try to sue that company's owners, even though they're just as much to blame. Um, I actually started following this TikTok account, this guy trash call in or something uh-huh. where he's constantly reporting on the red tide um, situation over there on the East coast. Uh, they pumped like, I think it was like I don't remember how many millions of gallons of this water into Tampa Bay. So this year, the red tide is really, really bad. And here's the story about the lawsuit. Florida's lawsuit against the owner of Piney Point fertilizer plant property breaks down the many ways the state says HRK Holdings failed to care for the site. It's supposed to leave no doubt that there, uh, that after years of struggling to maintain the complex, HRK left Piney Point open to disaster. But all those allegations, critics say, also read like a list of warning signs that the Florida Department of Environmental Protection missed before the crisis. Yeah, probably because their pockets were being lined. A leaking reservoir at the property this spring caused officials to order the evacuation of hundreds of homes and led to 215 million gallons of polluted water being dumped into Tampa Bay. The bigger picture here is the DEP failed, said Jacqueline Lopez, the Florida director of the Center of Biological Diversity, which has sued both the state and HRK Holdings over the problems at Piney Point. DEP failed the public, it failed the environment, and it needs to take a good look in the mirror and figure out what it can do better. A Florida Department of Environmental Protection spokesperson declined to comment for the story or answer any questions about the agency's oversight at Piney Point. She said the department does not comment on pending litigation. Cop out. Florida's interim environmental secretary, Sean Hamilton, in a statement Thursday called the case a pivotal step towards closing the Piney Point for a good while, also meeting the agency's charge and dedication to holding HRK accountable. The lawsuit was filed in Manatee County and seeks damages from the company HRK Holdings. The state is asking to court the court to appoint an independent receiver to manage the site and pose extensive financial penalties penalties against HRK Holdings and help regulators recover millions they've spent in scrambling to deal with the crisis. Florida spent $45.7 million on emergency contracting as of July 15th, according to the environmental agency. Fucking A, 45 million bones? That's just since July. Shit. 15th. To try to deal and mitigate. Yeah, they got to get, yeah, they got to go after these people for sure. The Piney Point property contains massive phosphogypsum <laughs> stacks totaling about 466 acres and built out of a radioactive byproduct of the fertilizer industry. The stacks contain vast reservoirs of contaminated water. Ugh. 
our beautiful Florida. HRK Holdings under agreements with the Department of Environmental Protection is tasked with managing that waste. But the state's lawyer said the company violated those agreements and Florida law in several ways. HRK was operating under a consent order to get rid of polluted water at the site by February 2019, and it didn't. State's lawyers wrote the company never complied with the consent order and did not provide enough resources to dispose of the water. The company, which according to the state has previously filed for bankruptcy protection and emerged from that process, and which is now subject to a foreclosure action, has not put up enough money in an account to assure that Piney Point will be taken care of long into the future. Yeah, dude. How are they going to give any money to Florida if they're filing bankruptcy? So since 2017, HRK has repeatedly violated limits for contaminants and groundwater discharged at Piney Point, including sodium and radium. Those limits are meant to help ensure the protection of clean drinking water. According to its lawsuit, the Department of Environmental Protection regularly warned the firm of its financial assurance and water management obligations. HRK Holdings principal owner did not answer calls or tests seeking comment from uh, Tampa Bay uh, Times reporter, which is the story we're reading is from Tampa Bay. The company issued a statement earlier this year saying its employees notified all who would listen that it was struggling to handle water on the site and that wastewater ponds could eventually be overtopped. To insinuate that HRK has done nothing, has done anything other than what was required of and allowed by the state of Florida under authority of the numerous agreements and projects undertaken by the company is preposterous, HRK said in the statement. The firm also said that the plastic liner that tore, likely triggering the leak this spring, was flawed and installed while the state oversaw the property through a court-appointed receiver in the mid-2000s. Given HRK's apparent financial difficulties, some have questioned how much money Florida will actually be able to recoup. So they're just pointing the finger right back at Florida. Yeah, everybody's se están retrayendo la mierda. Nobody wants it. Everybody's just pushing the responsibility around. Yeah. The state's newfound enthusiasm for enforcement is a bit late and somewhat misplaced, said Justin Bloom, founder of the environmental advocacy organization Suncoast Waterkeeper, which has joined the Center for Biological Diversity in suing the state and HRK. They really need to be a lot more introspective here. Bloom said he doubts the company has enough money to continue running the site and defend itself from multiple lawsuits. The environmental agency's legal claim is not solely about payment. Hamilton, the state's top environmental official, said he hopes a court-appointed receiver will speed up the process of draining polluted water at Piney Point and capping the stacks. The Department of Environmental Protection has not offered a timeline for when that work will be finished or an estimate of how much it will cost. The state's former environmental secretary, Noah Valenstein, seen who stepped down earlier this year, told legislators during April committee hearing that he was open to having the agency look back at his history around Piney Point to see if existing regulations are sufficient for managing phosphogypsum stacks. Florida is home to roughly a couple dozen such stacks, according to state records. Couple dozen? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like... Yeah, I just feel like that always, that Bugs Bunny cartoon where he's just like sawing Florida off of the United <laughs> States. <laughs> it's just, a, it's just a, a toxic sludge. Just fucking cut it. Florida is home to roughly a couple dozen such stats. Oh, we already read that garbage. According <laughs> to state records. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we should all, hey, 500 milligrams. What's up? 
We should always look for opportunities to make sure we're protecting the environment fully, he said. This is not the first time the state has promised to end the environmental threat at Piney Point, which has long held a reputation for spills and dumps that hurt the surrounding environment. Oh, so it's not the first time because we all know this place has been around for a long fucking time and they've been saying this has been an issue for a long fucking time. So Hey, bro, something, everything, anything called Piney Point is super sus. That shit sounds like... <laughs> Like this R.L. Stein book, like something in like, <laughs> are you afraid of the dark? There should be something written about that place, like some freaking crazy radioactive monster that lives inside the water. <laughs> Yo, <shit>. let's write <laughs> it. Welcome, the Piney Point Monster. For real. So it sounds like we're in the exact same spot as we were 18 years ago, said Rick Garrity, former head of the Environmental Protection Commission of Hillsbury Counter, who remembers attending a meeting with the consult for the court-appointed receiver who sat over the property in 2003. J.D. Alexander, a former Republican state senator from Lake Wales, said he can recall the legislator directing tens of millions of dollars toward shuttering the plant. State leaders this year talked about spending another $100 million or more to finally close it. Somebody's going to have to go in there and sort it out again, Alexander said. I sure thought we had done it 20 years ago. <laughs> the roots of the Piney Point saga extend even further, said Tampa lawyer Herb Donica, who worked with the bankruptcy trustee on the case of Mulberry Corp, the last plant operator that folded a couple decades ago. Elected officials historically embraced complexes like Piney Point without mandating strict oversight or planning, he said. They were enamored with the well-paying jobs and lucrative tax dollars the fertilizer industry showered upon rural Florida. It's the only business I know where you take hundreds and hundreds of acres and you condemn it to hell until the end of mankind, Donica said. Somebody should have said back then, what are you doing? What are you going to do with this? And somebody could have asked, what happens if the company goes out of business? They should now just, there's just they should acres just... of garbage yeah the whole all of the u.s should come bring all of its toxic waste over to florida just dump it over (laughs) here because that's what we're doing to our beautiful home and then and then though and then there'll be so much garbage that it'll just sink florida so the garbage will sink with the florida and that's it and the u.s can just get rid of this whole state It's so sad because we really, it is a beautiful state and we have beautiful beaches and even the Everglades are beautiful and there's a lot to Florida that's gorgeous, our springs, everything, and these fertilizer plants. Have you been to the springs? No, I I look at pictures all the time and I want to plan a trip to one of the springs and I never do. Let's go. Let's do it. If we plan any trip, let's just do that because, I mean, there's... We can go to places that there's not that many people. Or, well, maybe the springs get packed with people. Yeah, and the water's freezing all the time. Ew. Yeah, the water's freezing. We can just go take pictures. So we have to go when it's really hot so that you don't care that it's freezing. It's always really hot here in the fucking Satan's it's ball sack. It's especially hot now in August. Super hot in Satan's ball sack. <laughs> Come on down to Saints. I felt sack. so bad for all the workers in front of my house digging my hole for my pool. I was like, damn, these people are dying out there. <laughs> Were there any cute construction guys, at least? I mean, no. No. 
The cutest one is our friend Javier that we went to high school with. Oh yeah. Damn it. <laughs> and he wasn't one of the construction guys. He was just overseeing to make sure they don't disturb that pipeline I have in the back. Dude. He just had he literally just had to sit there and make sure they got nowhere near it. That's all he did? That's all he did. <laughs> wow. He had to sit there and make sure they got nowhere near it. He had to watch the entire process to make sure. That's how serious they are about that pipeline back there because it like it's it pumps like gallons and gallons of like jet fuel that shit gets disturbed i think it blows up the block jesus yeah i would definitely be concerned about that more so than any (laughs) dead bodies dead bodies don't blow up a whole block dude i saw a shirt and i freaked freaked out i was i was working in my office and I, i kept looking back because they would they're digging the hole and then they bring the dirt out to the front and they put it in the dump truck dump truck and the guy was pouring the the dirt into the dump truck and i saw like a dirty shirt like some shirt that must have been buried down there for some reason like why is there a shirt oh no there was never a bones or a body or anything but it was it was very strange to me there was a shirt i would i would really the fucking the dead body situation would be at the (laughs) back of my mind i would really be concerned with the pipeline thing, that thing, whatever that is. Oh, they is. were nowhere near it. Okay. They were nowhere near it. They knew it was fine. They wouldn't have allowed it if it wasn't safe. Well, apparently, we don't know that for sure with Florida, because apparently... Apparently! <laughs> you don't know what... We uh, destroy our state, but they don't want to kill off half a Hialeah, so... It's okay to, you know, destroy our drinking water. Oh. This hope just 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 erase all of Florida, please. <laughs> I'm I've always been embarrassed to live here. I have I have seriously if you I if you are interested, any of you listeners are interested, I have a vlog of like eons ago, back when I vlogged every once every year maybe, because I was not consistent with that shit, but I have a whole <laughs> thing where I talk about how how bad Florida embarrasses me. <sighs> Florida's the worst. There's so we're many. We're not Florida. To me, to me, we are. Miami is we not really Florida. Are we are? Miami's not Florida. Because we, we are our own separate state. Down. I here. feel like yes. I feel like for diversity's sake, we live in a side of town that we will not be persecuted for being Hispanic. In fact, we will be celebrated for being Hispanic, which is great. Because when you go, when you travel further north. <laughs> and you open your mouth to speak, everybody looks at you like, where did you come from? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we don't travel outside of these here bounds very often. But um, but I feel like we do, we still have a lot of Florida stigma <laughs> to carry around. For sure. Because uh, a lot of really crazy shit happens here too. The guy, the man, the guy that ate the guy's face. What about the lady <clears throat> who had the lady who was doing butt implants in her apartment with fucking, um, what is this? Cement. Oh my God. <laughs> I didn't hear that story. Oh my God. It's right. Oh my God. It's right. <clears throat> oh Lord. All kinds of wonderful stories here out of Florida. Toxic. I, w- I would be so funny if we, yeah, if we made a story of like the toxic chemical sludge, um, the piney point monster, the piney like point you said. monster, and the people affected by that. In the next episode, no, 
Uh, but we got a really fun, fun, fun interview with uh, one of our uh, rider dice, Miss Crystal. <laughs> um, we talk about makeup. We talk about weed. We talk about high curious. Basically, another app to to get away from all of the stigmatized. I mean, because honestly. We're going to, you know, people on, on the apps are going to constantly be persecuted for showing their cannabis and all that kind of stuff. So High Curious is an app that that's, they love the weed over there. They encourage it, as a matter of fact. They encourage it. <laughs> they yeah. encourage it. So uh, we hope you enjoy this interview with uh, Miss Crystal. What's up, Crystal? Yeah, nice to Hi. meet you. Nice to have a full, now be here and set schedule time to have a whole ass conversation with you. Yeah, we met you before in real life, but it was just like in passing because it was, you know, at this festival. I know. We couldn't really like have a good, hearty, chill sesh. I know. You guys are hard at work. (laughs) Yeah, man. I know. I feel like that's all we ever do. Even where, you know, we're moms and what our downtime is like working on you do content creation, you work with an entire app. Like, oh my God. How many things are you currently juggling? Oh, all the things. <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah. Like, it's hard. Like, I have to remember to take the the me, the actual me time. Like, I really need to, like, put everything away and actually do me. <laughs> I know. It's so hard for us. Yeah. Like, how'd you get into makeup and finding... I mean, that takes time that you have to do your makeup and then you have to like record it while you're doing it and then edit it and then put it all out there. And then you're also always doing these things on High Curious. How did you uh, get into makeup and how did High Curious come to be? Makeup. That was like, it looks so long ago. <laughs> Actually, it was just because I had a friend who did her makeup really well and I was like curious and wanted to learn how to do my own. So she showed me a little bit and helped me. And then from there, I was like, huh, maybe I should go to cosmetology school. And then I did. Um, so that's, I was actually living in Hawaii when I went to cosmetology school. And that's where I got my cosmetology license and all my experience. And I really just like makeup. Like, I feel like I enjoy the process. Like, at first, you feel like, oh, what the heck are you doing? Like, Ugh. But then you got to trust it. Because after, once you're done, it's, like, amazing what you can create. And it's really cool. And, and I love to help others feel good about themselves. Not just on the outside, but on the inside, too. So I like to, you know, help there. I like um, I like the I I really do love makeup. I, you know, I don't know. I'm in a weird spot with makeup. I feel like it's such a wonderful way to express yourself like it's such a nice creative outlet it's like not conventionally you know the conventional um artistic outlet but it's so god you can do so many different things i know yeah it's like there's a lot like i there's probably a lot i still don't know and i'm still learning like constantly so. Oh yeah, it's so much fun, right? And weed too. Like, well, there's so much we don't know. And we're learning constantly about weed. Exactly. How do you come up with the looks that you're gonna do? Like, some of the looks you do are very creative. How do you decide what colors? Like, it you get inspired. Obviously, you smoke a little, and then you get inspired. <laughs> <laughs> a little, smoke a lot. Um, <laughs> I um I don't know. Like sometimes I'll just 
I'll look at Pinterest or I'll, you know, there's people I follow on Instagram and I'll be, oh, that's kind of cool. I wonder if I could do something similar or I'll just have a palette and I'll look at colors and, and figure something out. So it just, I don't know. I have all kinds of different avenues that I either want to recreate something in my own version or I just stare at colors and say, all right, I'm going to put these together and see what happens. Yeah, or like you see a movie and you get inspired by like one of these artsy fartsy more like I love the, the Great Gatsby. Like you see one of those movies and you're like, oh, I'm going to create like a classic 20s look or something like that. Yeah, I like. Yeah, those are actually really fun. And actually, I kind of like I don't know how to really do it like professionally, but I like to try to do like um, FX, like special effects makeup. And it's really fun. Like I would love to, they actually have like little schools that teach that specifically and I know that there's one in Fort Lauderdale and I think Miami um but yeah I, I just kind of experiment and when I see like behind the scenes of those things when they're creating the special effects makeup I'm like oh that's so cool like I want to learn how to do that and, but then I also put myself down I'm like I don't know can I do prosthetics do I want to do prosthetics like I don't uh, know how yeah. far into that want to get into you can but but you can play around with it that's fun liquid latex is a lot of fun and will save your ass you could do all kinds of shit with liquid latex yeah if you wanted to get into that where you're located would be really good because you're by all the theme parks and like i have two friends that went into um, special effects makeup and they worked at universal for a while before they went on to do other things and so there's a lot of work at the theme parks and stuff for that. And it's really cool. I've seen like a really cool like com- competition show called Face Off, I think it's called. I don't remember yeah. what it was, where they compete. And that my friend competed on that. My Actually, my our, our two friends competed on that. Yeah, they're the brothers. The and they they're, were they're on brothers, that. They're brothers. They're twins. It's, it's pretty rad. Yeah. Nice. It's, that's <laughs> so cool. So if you wanted to get into that, you definitely have opportunity there in your area. And you yeah. combine, and you combine, how do you combine makeup and um, weed? Like, what do you, I mean, obviously, yeah, okay, we all know weed, smoking, it is, it is therapy. Smoking and doing your makeup, <laughs> I think, to me, there's moments when you blast the music, you smoke a nice bowl or whatever to get you in the right place, and you do your your makeup, and it could be, like, so therapeutic. Yeah, no, I just think it helps definitely like already doing my makeup is fun and then I have music obviously the one to get me in that mood and then I just smoke and I'm like even more relaxed and I'm more like focused about and I'm like more I feel like I'm more creative like I'm more like all right let me see let me let me get into the jive and I just yeah it helps me (laughs) I mean not that I couldn't do it before before weed it's just nice everything is nicer when you smoke weed (laughs) oh it is (laughs) as a matter of fact uh, uh, do you guys have one ready? No? I, I, have yeah. it. All right. I still have a bowl here. Let's hit this real quick. Aww. <laughs> we officially smoked together. <laughs> I've been wanting to do that for a long time. You've been one of our homies since the beginning. You've been there since the beginning. Like You're one of the first people... I would say that we really got to know um, when we first got started in, in, in this whole endeavor. Like, how did you even find us? Oh, my God. I don't even remember, honestly. <laughs> no, I wish I could remember. Maybe we found you. 
Yeah, maybe we started following you first. I don't even remember who followed who first. Yeah, were you even like out ca doing cannabis stuff when we first linked with you on Instagram? Because I remember you on Instagram. Where you know we what? You. I don't think I was. No. I no, I don't think I was yet. So how did you start yeah. like open uh, opening up with with your cannabis use? Well, as I realized that it was helping me. Because I found out that it was helping with my leg spasms. Like, I have a mysterious leg spasm that doctors can't tell me why I have it or what it is. And it's annoying. Um, but I realized that smoking, like, helped manage it or lessen the pain. And it was like, I need to find out more. <laughs> like, obviously, I like cannabis. But, like, wait, it's actually helping with something. Like, I didn't know how to help it. And, um, yeah, I just started kind of, like, researching and and doing documentaries, watching documentaries, just doing my own research. And then I was like, you know what? It's, and then I found other cannabis moms and people on Instagram. I was like, these people are like advocating for it and they're teaching and educating and I'm learning all these things are true. I want to, I want to do the same thing, but how am I going to do it? <laughs> and I, I had already, I was already doing my makeup videos and I was like, what? And my friend, my best friend was like, Look, just do cannabis and makeup, like smoke while you're doing your makeup. I was like, I could do that, but I don't want to just be like pretty face just smoking like me. And I didn't, I, you know, like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I just don't want to be like, like sexy girl or just smoking. Oh yeah. <laughs> like you did. I know you wanted to. Okay. So I think I know what you're saying. Like you kind of found a niche, but you didn't want the niche to define you. You didn't want to kind of walk yourself into a creative corner. So, and just define yourself by this one thing. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like, all kudos to those girls who do that. Like, but I wanted to do something different, but yeah. So I decided the best way for me to be able to come out on social media was getting my medical my medical card, but that was really scary. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. It's very, really it's a, you get very anxious. I it is very when anxiety. You reached out to us and you asked us about getting it. Yeah. Yes. And you I was like, go for it. <laughs> why I got it. Yeah. Because I was so nervous and you guys, I listened to your podcast and I listened to you talk about it and I was like I'm, I'm gonna ask them should I ask them I'm gonna ask them <laughs> it took me so I don't know how long it took me to actually ask but I finally did it <laughs> with all the weed I have it's still I'm still anxious was it easier than you it, thought it was gonna be like it was it was I know I feel like you kind of also like you make it I don't know I feel like it you make it more than it is so you kind of build all this anxiousness around going to do it I and mean, then when you finish yeah, it you're like oh that was easy it was bad we grew up with dare we grew up with like all these people saying it's the worst thing ever and the idea of <laughs> trying to go to a doctor and tell them that you need it like it's hard to wrap your head around that and yeah and to be it. honest i was like thinking because i hadn't been to a doctor like in a really long time honestly like i go if i'm sick or i really need them just I don't really go. Probably should, yeah. but I was like, oh, no, I hear you. Ask for medical records. <clears throat> and, um, I don't have anything recent about my problems. Like, what are they going to do? And yeah, it was easier than I thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All that. And then I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> So if you're in Florida and you're kind of wondering what should I do about my medical card, hit any of us up and we'll like psych you out. Like we'll we'll amp you up. I didn't mean oh psych you up, psych you up. We'll like hype you up. <laughs> psych you 
I know, psych you out. No, we're gonna we'll, get, we'll, we'll sell you a fake <laughs> cannabis card. No. We'll hype you up, and we will help you find a place and talk to someone to get your card, bro. All, all of us, like, we'll yeah. all hype you up. So once you, you had your card, you felt more comfortable being open with your yeah. cannabis consumption. Yeah, that's like more, when we you decided know, like, to do this podcast. It was the same. I was like, if we're gonna do this podcast, I'm gonna get my card. Right. You know, if I'm going to come out and be like, too legit, hey, too we... legit to quit. <laughs> I have to legally right. do this. Um, yeah. I can't put my family at risk and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, there. I feel like even with the car, though, I mean, there's still risks, really. For but, sure. You know, I feel safer with it. <laughs> but regardless, like, I, I, I know that it's a plant and it's helpful. So if you don't like it, fine, whatever, but don't come at me just because I'm doing it and you think it's wrong. Like get out of here. <laughs> yeah. That's goes for all kinds of stuff. People think, I mean, people's opinions, right? It's like, there are too many yeah. opinions floating around your space. Family? Um, are you open <clears throat> with your family about it? Um, like your parentals or guardians or whoever, were your adult figures in your life? My, my adult <laughs> figures. Um, well, I'll say my my in-laws. Or in-laws, yeah. My in-laws. Um, don't, I don't think they really know. <laughs> no, I don't think they're aware. <laughs> so They don't need to know either. Is your spouse, uh, you guys partake together? Or? Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. I think it, it helps us a lot. Like it's a good uh, counseling session or a good time where we sit down and talk more when we get together and sit down and smoke together. Yeah. So much like conversations and deep talks and just opening up more so when we sesh together. Like it's amazing. A hundred percent. Yeah. So high curious, how did high curious come to be and what is high curious? I curious is a place. <laughs> it's a place. It's a community. It's support. It's for cannabis entrepreneurs who are looking to build a business on social media and are finding it hard, you know, because I feel like people focus on trying to be seen on social media, but if you're in the cannabis industry, that's really hard to do. Um, and so we we provide that support for you so that you could work smarter not harder <laughs> and um yeah we have like the whole support we have marketing you get one-on-one marketing you get one-on-one support on how to build your business so that you can you can make your social media whatever content you want you can make it on high curious and it can all be on there and it's all yours and then um i'm gonna have a brain fart in a minute <laughs> So yeah, so any content you post on there is yours. And then you can then take that and have subscribers. It's it's just a whole, I don't know, it's like a lot. Like you have to be there to really be a part of it. So it's, it's also just a community. It's like a vibe. It's different. We have lives like every day from different people from all over the world who teach and educate, who do crafts. We have Amy Mothercraft who has yeah, her on we there. love her. Yeah, she's amazing. Her. Yeah. She is she doing um Crafter Dark mm-hmm. on there? Yeah, 
Yeah, so she's building her community over there, and she has her shows on Thursday nights. Um, wait, Thursday, that's today, Wednesday. <laughs> it's on um, Wednesday night, but she does her shows over there um, because she's been having troubles herself, you know, when you're trying to do things on Instagram or Facebook or any of these other social medias, you know, they shut you down for things. Even if you're not even actually touching the plant, they will shut you down. And you can barely get like funding and promotions if you're in the cannabis industry. You know, you don't have payment plan providers because you're cannabis and you're federally illegal. So it can be really hard and frustrating to try to build your business and you don't know where to go. And you feel like you're all alone. At High Curious, we're here to help you, to help build it, to help guide you. If you need assistance, we're going to help you. And consistency is key and it's hard. And a lot of people don't necessarily want to do the work. Like as an entrepreneur, you have to work 24 hours pretty much. Um, you guys, I'm sure know, like, you know, I saw a TikTok girl. I saw a TikTok recently where someone was like, I don't want to work nine to five. And then they close their laptop and then they open it up and they're like, I want to work 24 hours a day. And it's like a small <laughs> business owner. <laughs> like, it's like, yeah. Your passion. I don't want to. I don't want to have to just work nine to five. I could work five to nine if I want to. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, like, it's hard, and sometimes you feel like you're alone. And you don't know where to go, and it's hard to find the support that you need. Validation too is a lot these days. So yeah, I, and you guys... a lot of people that come over there to high curious, they feel more seen and they feel more noticed, and the support is there. And so that's what's different. <laughs> like there's no work there's no other like cannabis tech company out there that's doing what we're doing yeah that's, that's awesome. awesome i've seen you guys growing and, and stuff the last How few many years are you guys at now do you know oh i don't remember offhand <laughs> but we're, we're we're growing like daily and we have like this new we have like a challenge thing going for those entrepreneurs and those people who want to build um chat uh communities and get paid subscribers because you can get basically you get your subscribers you get paid you have um, like a built-in like patreon basically <laughs> i think right and in a, a yeah in a sense yep <clears throat> pretty much and then we can build your tiers on that so yeah and um so we have like a challenge for everyone and there's like a game board and everyone's playing along to build their brand and their business that's really neat so it's really cool to see everybody that's, that's fun and it sounds like there's a lot of camaraderie everybody's kind of cheering each other on and stuff which i feel like yeah. is such a great part of the the community i mean you know um obviously there's different facets of the community but there is a lot of nice support and people like cheering you on you know hyping you up telling you you can do whatever it is you do slash cannabis style <laughs> You know? Yeah, sometimes and it's hard I'm, to find your people in real life, so you kind of find your community online and find other like-minded place people all over the world. Especially these yeah. days. Yeah, yeah. It, it's crazy. It's like you find more support online than you do in real life with your own friends and family sometimes. Yeah, I feel like that too. I feel like for years and years, I mean, like granted I was performing locally, but yeah, I was, I think my friends and family were like sick of hearing my shit. And then I was like, Oh, I think that's why I kind of, it died down for me and I just stopped performing. 
And then when I was like, when we did Pot Smoking Moms and we kind of wanted to start anonymously a little bit at first, it was right. cool yeah, because we had to like build up a something out of nothing. And it was so interesting how we, you know, people were like really supporting. We weren't really inspired by seeing all the other moms that were being open. And that inspired us to be a little more open, show our faces, to really connect with those people. Because, it, like, I didn't even know this whole cannabis moms community existed. It was like a media. snowball effect. Yeah, right? Where yeah. you saw and you were like, oh, she's doing it. I could do it. Oh, she's doing it. I could do it. And then, you know, we all were like, yeah, you can do it. Oh, yeah, you can do it. Let's do it. You could you're do- a good mom, too. Fucking yeah, you're a mom, too. Says. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah exactly it <laughs> moms are a different breed though moms like you, you moms get shit done bro yeah, that's for sure it's funny whenever and we smoke weed <laughs> yeah exactly it's like oh uh, breaking we we get shit done exactly breaking okay. stoner stereotypes yeah tired of those people oh weed i'm just gonna be lazy and not do anything yeah. okay <laughs> yeah uh-huh you stoner get up off your ass so do you go to disney a lot <laughs> <laughs> since you live right next door was that close obviously maybe not as much now there is a freaking pandemic but yeah <laughs> I, I love disney i love disney and we had an annual pass and i was going all the time with my daughter and i'm like the big kid there i'm like oh let's go come on it's more for me but I, I was that close. Ooh, I'd be there every weekend. I know we'd be um, chilling be with like, you. Oh, let's go have dinner at Epcot tonight. <laughs> <laughs> we'd all be chilling, smoking our vape pens in our in the bathroom. Yeah, hiding in the bathroom. Did you see they announced the new Star Wars hotel? What they released pictures and the pricing on that shit. You no. have to be rich to live to go there. It's another one of those freaking like Grand Floridians where it's like ridiculous prices. Bro, but I don't understand how a fa- how can a family of like let's say like a standard like a maybe a family of three or four, how can you pay to constantly go be staying staying on property? Man, that shit is expensive for little rooms. For like on four people cards. in a cabin, they're calling them cabins because you're supposed to be like on a, a, a ship, you're on uh-huh. a spaceship, and it's completely immersive. Like every, I you're know. supposed to feel like. Oh, I've read about this ship. ship, bro. It's like insane. And so they're calling it a cabin, and for a four-person cabin, I think it's like seven fifty a person per night. Per person. Per person. Per person per night. I was like, who the fuck can stay there? Like, who can? Who can do that? Fly and take me somewhere in a space for that much. Like, <laughs> it better fucking take me to space. I better be Jeff Bezos up there. Person? Yeah, yes. I, there better yes. be. Uh, there better be zero gravity. Fucking. <laughs> there better be zero gravity in my room. I gotta be able to press a button and uh-huh. zero gravity. Exactly for seven fifty. I, I better be able to float my joint into my mouth. Oh my god! I gotta say, I was really disappointed because I was waiting for that to be opened and announced and all that. And when I saw that, I was just like, "It's not for us. It's not for us. It's for the rich people." Everything's for the rich people, girl. <laughs> Those damn rich people. Hey, hey, we could be rich people. 
We'll be rich people. We better be rich. We got to be. We're I, in our. I want to do that. I got to be rich. We're gonna. We're gonna go there. Okay? We're gonna. Go. Gonna, we're gonna go to there. We're gonna go to there. Manifest it. <laughs> Hold on. I was double checking the prices. Yeah, seven fifty. Four guests per cabin is seven fifty. If you do three guests per cabin, eight hundred and eighty nine. If you do two guests per cabin, twelve oh nine per guest per night. These are per guest per night. But you get food or something? I don't know. I haven't looked into all the details, but it looks pretty cool. Like you look like it looks like they're like, cool. oh, you have to. They have add-ons. You have to add on oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> That's another eight hundred dollars. I don't know. Maybe one day. One day. One day. It's like the Disney cruises. I can never. Do, they're all. They're so expensive. I don't know if I'll be able. Wait, but one day better come quick, porque mira, yeah, we mira, time is running out. <laughs> so, tira pa acá. bring the money. <laughs> oh my god! Soon. How can you? Hey, okay, I have a question for you, Crystal. What would you say to us moms who would like to get into makeup more, but like, don't know shit. I don't know. Yeah, like, or or just are hesitant, or it's very. It could be very overwhelming. I think for all of us. Hmm. What would you say to somebody who <laughs> wants to use makeup more but doesn't know where to start? Doesn't know what to. You know, we have a lot of shit we do, and honestly, I I'm I'm a very I am um. I'm a drugstore makeup lady. I don't go to fucking Mac and shit. Unless I don't I only go to Mac if I need to get my right. If I need to go to a party and get my makeup done and then I'll have somebody get my makeup done there at Mac and then I'll be like, sure, I'll buy that sixty dollar lipstick. Sure, I'll take the fifty dollar lashes that I'll wear this one time, whatever. That's the only way I can have nice makeup is if I go have somebody do it for me because I know. <laughs> right. So what would we tell Captain J here? Like, what, you know, what, how can we get her to like, what would we say to her to encourage her to get her groove on with some eyeliner and shit? Or where should she start? Where should she start? Um, practicing at home. Like, don't you don't have to go anywhere. You just, just practice for yourself. And if you mess up, you just take it off. Nobody's going to see it. Just, just, you got to practice. And that's how you will, the more you do it, the better you'll get. You know, it's like. What are the basic pieces of makeup that we should start with? I mean, like, right, like foundation for sure, I think is like a super important one. You want to find a good face primer? For your face. And so what, is a, what does a primer do? It like. So the primer will help protect your skin. Um, it's kind of like a, I'm going to mess this up saying it, but like a, um, barrier, a protection barrier. Um, so it'll protect from other like dirt and particles. It's not going to like hundred percent, but it helps smooth out the skin as well. Um, so that your makeup application, your foundation goes on smoother and will also help last longer. So, and you can actually get them at the drugstore. Like I like NYX. Like NYX, their makeup is really good. Elf has some good ones as well. It's cheap too. Yeah, yeah, I've used some of those. Pick some of the, I think the Elf ones at uh, Old Navy, you know. Okay, yep, <laughs> yep. That's right, yeah. So um, face primer, definitely good. Um, your foundation, 
concealer. Um, you don't necessarily need to use it to like brighten your face, but if you want it more so to conceal certain areas, like um, like blemishes and stuff, then you can grab a little bit of concealer. It's a shade lighter, but not too light if you don't want to brighten it. So concealer can be used <clears throat> to conceal like problem areas, but can, but also to add like highlight. Yeah, yeah. Um, some people will get like con- like concealer a lot lighter. And that will brighten it area. So depends on how bright you're trying to highlight yourself. <laughs> yeah. um, Drag queen yeah. status. I like to wear makeup <laughs> that makes me look like I'm not really wearing makeup. Right. I get That's you. That's it. Like I, a I natural look. Yeah. Like I just, you know, want my eyes to look less, you know, just nicer. And like, I don't really like wearing a lot of makeup. And even... Even makeup that makes you look like you're not wearing a lot of makeup is a lot of makeup. Yeah. It is. <laughs> because of what I've got my makeup done and the, the, the no makeup, makeup they, they do what you say, the primer, foundation, concealer. I feel like they're putting like so many things on me. I'm just not used to that. <laughs> yeah. I mean it it'll take time for you. Yeah, to you gotta get used it. to it. And then but it comes out so you beautiful. Know, but you gotta wear it a lot to get used to it. I yeah, mean, like, at least more often than you do, Jay. <laughs> and they're probably not necessarily... You don't necessarily need to do everything that they do at the department store. They're doing what they do because they got to sell you makeup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they're going to add on everything. It's their job. is what they do. But you don't need to necessarily do all of that or add as much. I mean, you go with what you see in the mirror and what you feel like is comfortable and what you can tell. I mean, you can tell if something's blended or not. Or if you're not sure, you just... You ask somebody, I guess, but you know, you'll, you'll figure it out and you'll get used to it. Um, but don't start with too much. If you feel like, oh, it's too much makeup and you're feeling overwhelmed then just start mm-hmm. with something small. Just start with your foundation get that started. If you want to learn how to do your eyebrows, you're going to do your eyebrows, fill them in if you need to, and just start small, just start in small areas. One up, <laughs> one up a level. Once you're like, okay, I've got the foundation done. I've got the concealer. Okay, I think I can start on something else. Let me try this eyelash curler thing. Move on. <laughs> yeah, bro. Eyelashes are, that's like a lifelong learning thing for me. It's hard. It really it is. For, I, I, no joke. I think it probably took maybe about an hour before when I used to practice trying to put on eyelashes, like trying to get it on straight and yes. my hand was shaky. And... Oh, wow. <laughs> lashes are hard. Yes, lashes are hard. And eyeliner, if you're trying to do the cute little wings on the sides, oh, my God. Sometimes my shit, I, I fuck my shit up so bad that I'm just like, oh, good thing I have my glasses on. Nobody will notice. I'm so bad. I'm so bad. I don't know how to do eyeliner that I just bought the stamp. You know, oh, the stamp! How is the wing stamp? And you just like stamp it. I can't even get that right. Oh my god! <laughs> you can do like tape too. There's a little, there's a little uh, secret. Just put some tape and then draw over. And then when you remove the tape, you have a straight line. What I need is somebody to go help me like figure out like a, a moisturizing routine. Isn't that like important now? Like we're I'm getting older. Like shouldn't we have like a whole routine? Of like moisturizing and like face <laughs> cleansing routine. You should. <laughs> I should. That's a thing. I feel like that's a thing that I'm supposed to learn. Yeah, like the point. ten step of face washing routine before <laughs> you go to sleep. 
No, people have like an 80-step hair care thing for curly hair. Some girls, I see some girls do some all kinds of stuff. I feel like sometimes that's too much stuff and it's just for show. Like, how much do you really do all that? <laughs> like, yeah. I, I don't know if you've seen those videos where they like slap on all the makeup. And I'm like, you don't need that much makeup. That's just yeah. wasting products. And that was Miss Crystal. You could catch her on Instagram. She is at MS underscore Crystal. K-R-Y-S-T-A-L-E. Uh, we will link her back on our show notes as well. So you can follow her. Thanks so much for uh, joining us and listening to our podcast. We have Instagram live on Wednesday nights. Join us. We will be going live hopefully with Crystal. 500 milligrams is starting to kick in. Uh, yeah. <laughs> starting to get a little what winded. Were you saying? What were you saying? Just say no 500 milligrams. Well, I don't know. 500 milligrams is still like. It is a lot. That's too much. Way too much. And you drank the whole thing. Yeah, but I don't. I, you should have treated it how it's labeled. It's labeled and as then a if shooter. It didn't work, <laughs> said drink, and then if drink it all didn't of it. Work, I guess I guess it's for people with really high tolerance. I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> okay, so yeah, we'll be going live. Hopefully Crystal will be there. Hopefully Crystal will be there. Um I guess she would. But you know, we're moms, things happen, so we'll see. Yeah, she'll be there for sure. She'll be there. Join us. Hey. If you guys didn't know, we have a <laughs> we have a Patreon page and it is full of so many surprises. Become a patron for early access to episodes, additional content, full uncut versions of our interviews, Zoom. We had a smoke sesh recently with um our our top tier group. Like, yes, come join us on on uh, Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> and and join such heroes like Yanni Reyes and Destiny Adams. Uh, wonderful. People like Lauren Hadsell and Jesse Reyes, Christy Rodriguez. We love her. Miss Christy, I miss Christy. Yeah, and we should drive by her place of work to show yeah, up unexpectedly, maybe one day. Uh, April Collins, Terry Grimsley, Shelby Gleckler, Denise Caceres. I don't know why did I say that so like <laughs> Denise Caceres. Five hundred milligrams, bro. I know Eliza. We love you guys. We love you all. Please subscribe, rate, review, and share our content. Potsmokingmoms.com. As easy as pie. <laughs> we love you. Here's a theme song. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>